Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to the Service Legend Podcast, a show for home service business owners who are looking to dominate their market and see more profit, more freedom, and more impact from their service business. Hey, I'm your host, Ryan Davis, CEO and founder at Service Legend and Cardinal Concrete Coating, alongside my co-host, Marco Sipla, CMO here at Service Legend. In each episode, we'll be interviewing home service legends, industry experts, coaches, consultants, software companies, and a whole lot more. Hey, see you guys on the pod. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to episode number 40 here on the Service Legend Podcast. We have an amazing treat for you guys today. We have uh, an absolute legend in our in our presence, uh, Joe from Service MVP. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you, Ryan, for inviting me here. And definitely, uh, uh, when I when I saw you first came up with the Service Legends uh, concept, definitely I, I I knew I had to be involved because I was like uh, I I just I, I love to talk to people who are providing value for the industry. And that's what I try to do. So I'm not yeah. sure if that makes it legendary, but definitely uh, something that's, uh, if I had to leave my legacy or my, uh, in the future, I hope it would be a legacy of service and information that helped uh, contractors live the life they've always imagined. Yeah, man. Um, and our mantra here uh, at Service Legend is more profit, more freedom, more impact. And, you know, it was all about working with home service legends, you know, and it, and, it, and it really started or, you know, it sparked the idea with Tommy and seeing what he was able to do, the impact he was able to make with his team, the community, um, just the industry at, you know, at large, elevating everything. And, 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 you know, that's what a real home service legend is to me. You know, it's not just the money stuff, but it's they're really making an impact, serving their team, their customers, their community, and really just taking things to the next level. That's that's the type of clients we want to work with, the people we want to interview here. Um, and you definitely fit right in with that. So. Um, for those of you that don't know Joe, he is America's HVAC, plumbing, electrical, and really overall home service sales coach. Um, don't forget for garage door too now. That's... And garage doors. We, can't forget, <laughs> we cannot forget about garage doors, especially no, after a... I mentioned Tommy, uh, the number yeah, one guy right? in this space. Um, he's a renowned sales educator and entrepreneur who has revolutionized the home service industry. Get ready for an insightful conversation on building trust, effective communication, Exceptional customer service, and uh, welcome again, number two, to the podcast. thank you. That's great. Well, it's great to be here. And you know, when you mentioned Tommy, it's uh, it was great to work with him and help build that team too. It's like a, uh, a you know, from uh, when, when I met him, I knew that he was like a brother from another mother. And uh, you know, I always say that uh, if you want to ever go see a theme park of our service, what we provide, uh, it's a great place to go visit. Is a one garage door in Phoenix, Arizona. He's a he's a great model of what is possible to achieve. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and I, you know, I know I, you know, I gave you an intro, but if you could give us an intro from you, um, and uh, I, I heard an, um, a clip from an episode you did with uh, Evan um, and is it Thaddeus? Thaddeus, Thaddeus, Thaddeus. Yeah. Thaddeus. Uh, and you were a rock and roll rock star. It looks like at one point. Um, but hey, just give us some context to Joe before <laughs> you know this. You know, America's sales coach thing started well i did uh, i was i was uh, i started out and my dad was a plumber and so uh i did have a artistic streak going through me when i was younger and i uh my mom tried to get me to play piano when i was a kid and i said no i hate that and then all of a sudden i heard elton john and billy joel in the 1970s and i'm like wait a second i can learn <laughs> how to play piano immediately and then i it wasn't two years later i got myself in a rock band i wanted to play bass guitar in a rock band from 1977, and then I I played all the way to about 1992. Uh, while I still had I started my started my business in 1985, but uh, I eventually had had to put away the music part of it and just go with the things that my strengths were. Uh, <clears throat> I was I was uh, I played in like a weekend type of rock band. I, I did weddings and stuff like that too, though. So. Uh, I can sing the hokey pokey for you or the, uh, you name it. There's not, not too many songs. I don't have all the words to it and yeah, karaoke. I'm pretty good with that. So I was going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I karaoke. I can do some of that, uh, 
uh, Mac the Knife or, you know, I'll get uh, some Elvis. Uh, I have an Elvis set I do. So definitely that's old school, but I still enjoy it. Uh, it's a, I still like like to go on my, my Tesla and turn the sound up as loud as I can and uh, <laughs> jam to the tunes of my karaoke, they call it. Now they got the thing you can you can sing and get the words on the screen and everything like that. So <laughs> I have some fun with that. But, you know, truthfully, my, my real passion, though, is to uh to, to serve other people and to communicate with people i guess that is part of the music industry too. communicate emotions and feelings to other people and that's really to try to create value really and that's where it, there is a there actually there is a uh, thing i always say it's related like i don't think i'd be doing what i would do today and be able to articulate the message as clearly if i didn't have that musical background or have that ta that uh skill or talent or passion to want to get in front of people because truthfully there's a lot of people who are like nervous when they get in front of people and i have zero uh and, and zero anxiety or nervousness whatsoever getting in front of people if you ask me to get in front of fifty thousand or five thousand or just five people i have the same uh way of doing it that i do every time so i just try to make sure people want to feel I, I, here's what i say and this is a good tip for everybody who wants to communicate better and this just could be your first golden nugget if you want to say that it'd be that Whenever you start a communication with your coworkers, with your clients, uh, with the public, or even your own family, uh, just take a few seconds and remember that at the end of the communication, you always want people to feel cared for, respected, and supported at the end of the conversation. So when you start the conversation with that motivation to have that for mm -hmm. the person you're providing it, every conversation is a service you're providing somebody, whether it's for business, whether it's for work, or whether it's at home. Uh, it is uh, there to communicate value and uh, to try to help people, assist people into some way uh, by communicating clarity and care and uh, respect and that support for people. I think that's what's in my heart. That's why I'm here today. I feel like uh, I'm trying to do that right now. Actually. Yeah, man, I love that. Um, and, you know, I'm curious, and you know, I imagine other people are as well. Like, where did that... Uh kind of character trait come from because i've heard you speak i think at every vertical track i've been to every single one um as well i think you have as well i think you've spoken there every single year um and you you have that common theme um in your content and everything where like you really focus on people communication serving others lifting people up things like that like where did that come from because it's not uh as common these days it's not i i think uh i was very i was very fortunate to be be born into a amazing family my mom my mom uh was like the church lady so we went to uh st matthew's lutheran church in lake zurich illinois and uh, uh we were one of the first first people in the congregation because my dad moved from the chicago to the northern suburbs as a plumber uh, working on a subdivision up there and they gave they gave him a free house uh, wow. to, to entice him to go work in that area because it was back then traveling 35 miles to the northern suburbs of Chicago was unheard of for a, a plumber who was in the union in Chicago. So yeah. to get people to go out there and build these things, they had to give him a house. So the, but <laughs> the first house I grew up in, he was given by because uh, by, he, he was enticed to go move from Chicago, Melrose Park, Illinois, to the northern suburbs. So uh, when, when he came up there, there was a small church called St. Matthew's Church, which we were a part of. And uh, you know, I watched my mom and dad work tired. My dad was like, every time they needed snow plowing, he would do it. Anytime somebody needed something fixed at the, at the church, he'd go fix it. My mom would have all the chicken dinners and all that kind of, so they were, they recently passed away, uh, in, uh, my mom passed away the, in 2019, uh, in February and my dad passed away in 2020. But, uh, you know, uh, up until the day they were still alive, they were providing service for, uh, their, their, their friends and family in that congregation. And that's something that I probably just uh, have, uh, I'm not religious really, but I definitely have that value kind of uh, hardwired into me at this point. Does that make sense? I'm Prithvi Rakhiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bare pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. 
Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's what's really cool about you that I that I actually clinged on to when I first heard you speak. Uh, and this was, I think it was 2020, November 2020 or 2021 when, when it was the first vertical track. And I heard you speak in... Um, and you were carrying that same message. Um, and you know, and it, you know, you know, again, it's not common, right. But this, you know, this concept of how can I serve others to get what I want? And even though there's a little bit of selfishness in there, I think most salespeople in home service, whether they're new and a lot of business owners too, in HVAC garage doors, you name it, they're always worried, uh, about what, um, what can I get out of this, this, this thing? Right. But mm -hmm. Can we change our perspective? How can I serve the customer to help them get what they want and provide those options so I can help them get what they want? And ultimately, I'm going to get what I want. And I hear you talking about that kind of like that methodology a lot. Um, and it seems like it kind of was spearheaded out of kind of how you were raised as well. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I think um, I would I would change one thing you said, which is that <clears throat> seriously, I provide all the service I provide without worrying about what I'm going to get. Mm -hmm. uh, now, if there are financial resources needed, uh, I mean, 90% of the people I help, I just help because I want to help them. Uh, but there are times when, uh, you know, if I'm going to say I need to get a facility to do training in, or I'm going to need employees to help coach people. I have 28 employees we have. Obviously, to have 28 highly paid experts on your team, to have a facility of 8,500 square foot training facility in Culver City, California, with the most modern technology and a big big flat screen wall behind me when I'm doing uh, training. <laughs> Those are going to cost, that's the financial, <laughs> financial resources are needed, right? Point. So, uh, so bottom line is I, I'm, I'm realistic about it. Most of the time though, I would say I start out with my relationship. Well, not really every time it starts out the relationship as I try to give people value in my service first hmm. so they can uh, experience a little bit about, get, get a preview or, or a movie trailer, if you will, about what they're going to get if they do invest in me. And uh, I try to make sure that people have already made money when they before they bought from me in a way. Make sure that they've already financially have been rewarded. And I feel by doing it that way, there's an obligation called the law of, law of obligation. I've learned in the science of persuasion that when you do things for other people unconditionally without the expectation of return, mm. uh, people feel indebted in a way. And nobody wants to feel that feeling of indebt. They want to feel I want to pay it back in a way. And I'm fortunate enough that people want to pay it back in large sums of money too, as well as well as well as uh, you know, and with good feelings and all the great uh, praise and adoration that people give me. Uh, th those uh, it all means a lot. But you know, truthfully, yeah. I, I just hope that it helps people's in life in general. That if they can it makes their life easier to communicate, they make more money for their family. Uh, they're able to run a better business and they serve their community and serve their team and serve their. Uh, their, uh, their, their, their family as well, too. I make sure that everybody's able to do that. If I can, if I leave that with my legacy, then I don't have to worry about my financial outcome. It'll always be good. Make sense? Yeah, it is. It, it is so common sense um, once you get it, but you've got to get it. And I realize that too, is like, once you stop focusing on what you can get or the money, and all the value, um, and it's people I, like I, I, it's ironic. It's ironic that the people who focus most on money don't have any. That's <laughs> the thing. It's, yeah, it's the ironic part. You just focus it? on creating good products, serving customers at a high level, like you know everything you're talking about. And the interesting thing is, every single person that I look up to, that I see as an industry leader, a thought leader that's running successful businesses, has a great team, they all say the same things that you're saying. You know, so guys, if you're listening here live, there's a couple of live. Uh, we get most of our listeners on replay, Apple. And Spotify, if you guys are listening, um, give value first, right? Give value first and just see what happens next. Um, and I've done that through, uh, you know, it's a big key of networking, you know, uh, if mm -hmm. you want to meet people and get to know people and get them to mentor you uh, and things like that, where it normally wouldn't happen. Um, how can you add value to that person? How can you contribute? Um, I think we'd all be a lot better in this world if we had that mentality, not in just business or sales, but in general. Um, let's move a little bit forward to like right before you started, um, because your main company is service MVP, where you train, uh, an incredible amount of home service companies and their sales teams, sales managers, 
Um, and you run an amazing company at that level. You speak everywhere and things like that. Like right before that, maybe a couple of years before that, like, what were you like, how did you kind of like have this on-ramping kind of concept to, uh, this, like this whole thing you're doing now. I mean, this empire, if you will, that you're doing now, amazing facility. I want to come see it, by the way, I want to come check it out. But like right before that, like, how did you kind of on-ramp to this whole concept? Well, you know, I started out in, uh, I owned a, a contracting company of my own in 1985. I drove it into debt by about 1991. I was severe debt. Uh, one of my clients were, was nice enough to me to teach me uh, the science of pricing and the science of communication and how I should do the uh, premium mid-range economy choices. And I later learned through people like Dale Carnegie and, uh, you know, Stephen Covey and people like that. Michael Gerber, some of those people just reading their books and material, how to how to kind of put this together. So then uh, by the time I sold my company in 2001, it was a very profitable company. I was well out of debt by 1994. Um, and then when I sold the company, I because I, when I got out of debt, my vendor said, you should do this for a living. You should get people out of debt. And so, you know, he said the heating and cooling, that's not your calling. The calling is, you know, taking people who can't understand pricing and service. And mm. so, so they, they encouraged me to do that. Actually, my vendors actually paid me to help get some of their clients out of debt. Oh. So I realized that was a business of its own in 2001. I started a new business called uh, contractorselling.com. And, uh, Actually, it wasn't that. It was just Joe Cressera, right? Time in 2001. And then, you know, I was just doing one-on-ones and going out to people's places and helping them. And I was doing a performance pay. I would get a percentage of getting them out of debt. I'd get, uh, once we got profit, I would uh, get a percentage of the profit. You were kind of a coach. Uh, You were an online coach or a coach before this whole coaching thing was cool. You know? Yeah, right. Exactly. And then in 2005, we started contractorsline.com, which was a way to store all the videos and stuff I was doing. And uh, one of my friends, David Fry, who was a consultant for the hot tub industry, told me I should start recording this stuff and putting it online. Then we start doing podcasts, which wasn't podcast, it was called the Hour of Sales Power back in 19, mm. 2005. And so then, uh, which, you know, it also kind of started with that. But truthfully, I was kind of stalled for a while there from 2005 until 2015, <clears throat> then I start meeting on the Facebook groups. Really, the Facebook groups blew it up for me. Uh, Ishmael Valdez from NextGen, uh, mm-hmm. Victor Rancour from Absolute Air, you know, Tommy Mello. These kind of people started using our services, and uh, and they started saying uh, pra- praising us. And truthfully, uh, that's when things Service MVP became emerged because we realized that this could scale into something bigger. Um, because it had some energy behind it beside me. What I did realize at that time is that, uh, and I think every this is a good lesson for lesson lesson for every business, everybody out there. Listen to this: is that as much as you try to make this about yourself and I need to grow this company, uh, you can't grow unless you have a team of people. And I couldn't grow Service MVP without my team, without guys like Tommy Mello or Ishmael or Victor and all the great people I've been uh, fortunate enough to be around that have recommended my services and you know whenever it says like who does sales training and everybody like nine out of ten things are joe corsera is the best um that's just uh makes me feel great and you know obviously that's the thing that makes it it workable that's why that's how i can scale because you can't scale your company no matter what kind of company where it's garage door coating or garage uh, floor coating or whether it's garage doors or whether it's uh HVAC or plumbing or electrical or anything you're doing, maid services, you can't scale unless other people are saying that you're the best in a way, in a way to go. Make sense? Because being just mediocre isn't going to scale. Uh, being the best at what you do, it does scale. That's what Tommy Mello has got that A1 garage. I feel they are the best. If I if I seriously had to call somebody from my garage, I would look for an A1 franchise and call him because I know it would get done the right way. Does that make sense? Because yeah. their management system is one where they watch the quality of the company. They're not just give, handing it over to people who are uh, just trying to sell things. They're, <clears throat> they're trying to get the job done right. <clears throat> there is an investment, which is more money, but I know I'll get the job done right. And I think that's the same with our company. People realize that you're going to spend more with this service MVP, <clears throat> but you're going to get a uh, better service. People who, like we onboard, and like yesterday we just talked that we had graduations. We had... Uh, uh, 28 graduations. So every week we graduate 28 to 32 new people. 
that go through a four-week training course and they graduate and they are now finished performers. The average person increases the revenue by 292% when they go through that four-week course. And that's something we do every single week. We have a, a, a team of uh, onboarding specialists that work with your team for four weeks straight and then your person's graduated. And we become the graduation or the onboarding and orientation of every company in the industry. I, I really feel like we can be like the Coca-Cola of training where, <laughs> you, where you'd have to come yeah. to us to be able to get trained the right way. And, and you know, other people could try to mimic the system we have, but the effort that we put in to grind it out with your team, to stay with you, to test you and graduate you, that's something I don't think, anybody, I don't think seriously, I don't think anybody's ever going to take the service on because it was such a biatch to, <laughs> to do it. It wasn't, it wasn't easy to do. And I would welcome anybody who wants to try it, give it a shot, but it's, uh, not easy. Uh, like the platform, we have the service MVP platform. We just we just launched it this year in March. It took us $1.6 million to get that platform oh. where it's per per customized coded for us. It wasn't something uh, that came off of a shelf somewhere. We had to hire our own IT people and we put a lot of money into it. And uh, you're welcome to it. If you, somebody else thinks they want to co copy it, go ahead and try. Uh, whatever you're copying, you'll be impossible to copy. It's so complex, but you know, it's complex <laughs> to, for our standpoint, but easy for, to make it easy for contractors, uh, it's something that was hard to do. Make sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. Kind of the on-ramp, uh, just the whole experience that, um, that you've gone through. Uh, it's really cool for an entrepreneur like myself and a lot of us probably listening here, um, to see that kind of unfold like that. Um, and the results speak for themselves. That's the really cool thing that you focus on is, um, you know, you talk about your company, you talk about the results, but the biggest thing that you talk about is how it benefits the client. Um, and so that's a really big deal because, as I've grown in my entrepreneur journey, I've realized that the more I spend on, uh, you know, and what's funny is when I was growing up, uh, and my, you know, my dad, I love my dad, uh, but, um, you know, didn't want to spend money on, you know, on, you know, on stuff. Right. And so even if it was better, that could have been because he didn't have the money, whatever it was. But, uh, there was this methodology that, uh, just because it costs more doesn't mean it's better. And that's obviously true. It's common sense. But for the most part, things in this life, it just costs more to get a higher quality thing, car, you know, sales training. Uh, and I've seen a lot of clients at Service Legend um, not go the route of investing into themselves, their company, their sales team. And they get like cheap little courses or just, you know, watch YouTube videos or whatever it is. But the companies that invest into these coaching programs, sales training programs, and they're really committed, they spend the money, they invest in the money. Um, that investment that you put into that training, that self-development, that's what holds you accountable. And that's what has hold me accountable is when I'm committed at that level, um, and my team's committed at that level, there's no turning back, right? Um, but if you buy a cheap little product that's 500 bucks or a thousand bucks, and it's going to teach you how to be the world-class sales trainer that you see on Instagram as an ad or whatever, um, you know, it's this concept that you cannot not afford to hire or to train yourself. <laughs> well, I, get, you get, I think you get what you pay for, right? I yeah. think it's that part of it. And I think, uh, you know, I, I came from the same thing. I, that's why I have one of my sayings, my, my trademark sayings is uh, leave your mother leave your mother in the truck, I would say, which, which means, uh, you know, leave your family history behind when you're in, when you're in a job, when you're with, uh, families, you can't, you can't offer solutions the way that you would have purchased them when you were younger or the, the way you were taught by your family, uh, because these families are different than your family. Everybody's got number one thing. Almost everybody has more money than my family did when I grew up. Uh, I, I have way more money than my family did when I grew up. So it's not even relevant, but there's still the emotional uh, rope that's around our foot. I call it, it's, it's invisible. Truthfully, the rope is not really there. It's really the, it's like, I always say there's a inner belief prison that we put ourselves inside of, which is based on our past and not something that's relevant today. 
Does that make sense? I think mm -hmm. if most people realize that uh, we need to open our mind uh, because whatever I whatever got me to where I'm at now was only got got me here by based on the past experiences I have, which are irrelevant to the current experience I'm having right now. So you have to remember that uh, information that is here now and new technology that's here now and new uh, the amount of money people have now, uh, resource to capital that people have now, uh, was not what it was when we grew up, you know? So you have to say that that's not even, it's, I'd say past is a fantasy or it's an illusion. It's not real. And the future is not real either. It's not promised to anybody. The only thing we can focus on is what we're, what's, what's our current reality right now. And I think we have to break free from that, that imaginary prison that we put ourselves inside of because we just think like your dad said, don't buy anything you don't need type of thing or don't waste money, right? And truthfully, uh, I don't waste money. I, I do invest in things to see if it's, a, like sometimes I'll just buy an app and I just spent $79 on an app yesterday for some kind of a thing that would uh, be able to change uh, my, fo my photo or whatever type of thing. I said, well, it's an investment in, uh, and it, there's a small piece of it. The whole app, most of it's worthless to me, but there's a small piece that I saw found, found valuable. It was the thing that puts my title bar <laughs> under me and it's like it's like wow that's pretty cool it's like the one thing out of the whole app i like and that's worth 79 dollars for the whole year right so it's like it made it made it worry i make a picture put my put my caption under there and it made it so i think uh you know i'd say uh if you only get value on just like even if you buy a book if you only get value from one page in that book uh, that might be enough in that one page to pay for that book a thousand times if you uh, take whatever you got from that book there's a lot of books i have like that where i believe just like one page can actually uh, take you mm -hmm. very far, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you can just read the summary on, on the books. Uh, and I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I got it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that. Right. But you know, when you get deeper into it, it, it I, lo I love the books that change my paradigm where I'm like, Oh mm -hmm. my God, that's exactly what I needed. I, like, I, I, I love it when it provides an answer to something I didn't even know I had a problem with. <laughs> like, like, it's like, Holy shit. That's exactly what I did wrong with the other guy uh, with Danny. I got to use that information with Danny or whatever type of thing. Or, you know, I, I just, I, it just pops in my head and I'm like, I'm getting that paradigm shift. I call it. Where I'm surprised that I'm learning something. And sometimes I don't even think about learning something. I just, I just do, you know? But. This is funny. Um, okay. Let's talk about uh, um, some sales stuff a little bit um, uh, and service MVP. So who is like the program for, right? Like, is it for every home service company or is it specific niches uh, that it's better for, that makes more sense for? And then what's it like... Um, you know, if, you know, if I am one of those, those ideal, um, companies that, that the program works best for, um, where am I at normally when, when, when I start to think about needing a service like this? Well, here's, here's who it has worked for. Obviously heating and cooling and plumbing and electrical, those are, those are the core of it. But, you know, truthfully, I saved a coffee shop in Rock in Rochester, Wisconsin, one time by telling them, get, get, get your menu fixed. I said, this, I told them, I, I showed them how to do to fix their menu. I came back next month and they said, oh my God, my sales increased by like five <laughs> times the amount just from the menu. And I had uh, another guy who was, uh, you know, who did swimming pool uh, maintenance and said, dude, you got to get, get this together. You, you, I said, you could make a premium package where you add the stuff and everything. And I said, I just, you know, so he, uh, he did, he said, I tripled my sales. I can't believe it. So I have a guy who does dog, who does, uh, uh, what do you call it? He was a dog kennel that you just bring your dog there to he'll watch mm. the dog for like for yeah. ten for fifteen dollars a day. He'll watch your dog, and I said well, you should have one more premium package where the dog can be take the dog for a walk and all that kind of stuff. You can feed the dog. You can put him in his private room instead of in the whole kennel, and you can make a. Pri and he did it. He said he built an entire building and a facility. He said, "Look at you built this place. You uh, you showed me what to do, and I just took that little information when you brought your dog in that one time, and I built the whole facility. So I try to give people information like that, even when I'm buying from them. I try to help them get better because I want to get that experience from them. Right? I try to teach them how to give me that experience. I, most, I realize most people are not capable of that, and I try to do that. But I say anybody who is serving other people in some way, whether you're an attorney, a doctor, a dentist, could use this." Uh, any service at all that has to provide value beyond the price, you know, th there's a reality to every business. So if you if you have a dentist office, or I mean, just probably the office alone is probably twenty four thousand a month in a place like Los Angeles or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and the, and the, the people don't realize what it takes for dental stuff. You know, the the tools and the, the X rays and all that kind of stuff is probably 
you know, $500,000 for whatever they got a machine that does x-rays or something like that. Uh, you know, so it costs, costs a lot of money and yet we, consumers expect it to be very low cost. So you got to be able to provide value uh, beyond okay. whatever the cost of doing business is to make what we call as profitable. Like you said in your, in your slogan, right? What was it to make profit? What was your slogan again? Tell me one more time. It's, uh, it's more profit, more freedom, more impact. Yeah, that's it. I think it's if the profit gives us freedom to serve people the right way, and uh, I think I do. And the impact you, you can it can create that you can create that world class service experience, that impact of that experience, if there's profit. But yeah. the profit profit has to come first, right? If we don't have the profit, we can't make an impact because we can't have the resources for it, and we can't uh, you know do everything, anything else we're trying to do. It all becomes uh, a moot point. So anybody who needs to <clears throat> get above the I call the value line. Uh, there's a reality of doing business where it costs a certain amount of money. Like I would say for every normal business, it takes like $5,000 a week to keep a truck going minimum. Uh, might, I think it might be as much as 7500 now at this point in today's world with all the insurance increases and stuff like that. It might take 7500 bucks a week, no matter what kind of business you got. You're not going to run a truck out there with a qualified person for less than 5000 7500 a week. So if you got three trucks, you need to get $20,000 for a week, right? Yeah. Uh, so the point is, uh, the thing that limits us is our ability to communicate the fact that the value of the service is worth that much money per week and uh, per, per call to every client, right? So uh, so the average service provider like in heating and cooling might get like three to 500. I would say our people average 24 to 2,500 per average invoice when they do that. Now, how do they do that? Well, they, they show value. They do more for people and they're giving more to people than the average person would give uh, because I don't worry about time. I just worry about how big the solution can be. And I've learned that uh, solutions are limitless as long as you don't, you know, you're not a door that stands in the way of the solution. Makes sense. So most times, it's not the not the consumer who prevents us from doing more. It's the service provider themselves who has a self-inflicted wound because they don't think people are going to buy something, so they assume people wouldn't buy it, so they don't offer it. Makes sense. If they just would just let the brakes off and offer things. Uh, you'd find out if you did premium mid-range economy choices, you'd learn the science of prices. It's the best way to do it. Yeah, it's a no-brainer too. Um, the concept of, you know, um, and I heard this one time and it makes a lot of sense with what you're saying is is people will pay for your service um, if you're asking for a premium price. They'll pay for that premium price once the, uh, the value exceeds the price. So if right. like, if you have like a, you know, even if you provide a lot of value, um, I think what you're talking about too is like, even if you do good value, you do good work, you're a good company, but people don't know that. And you don't structure your offerings in a way that articulates what you're going to be doing and all those things. Like, it's just, you know, it's really serving the customer in a higher, you know, in a higher way. And what I've realized too, by doing that on our end a little bit um, is uh, the customers that you ideally want, they actually kind of like it. Like what you're saying, like you, you like having the, you know, like the ability to like, even when you're buying some to help them out because you know that that's like the level of service that you want. So like solid customers and really good customers, it seems like they want that anyways, you know? And Right. Yeah. I've never seen anybody who, uh, if you go to a good, nice restaurant, you know, if you go to Phoenix, you go to Scottsdale or something like that, you go to a nice restaurant, you don't ever get mad because they got stuff that's too expensive that you don't want to buy. Uh, matter of fact, you're impressed by it. You're like, Oh, mm -hmm. look at, they have a steak. They flew in from Japan for $150. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to buy that, of course, but it's pretty cool that they fly a steak in from Japan. <laughs> they yeah. have a, a Japanese imported steak that we can buy that's fed with beer. And it makes it a lot easier to buy the one that's $100 that's from uh, from Sacramento or something. Right, you know? right from Colorado <laughs> or whatever. It's like, uh, oh, look at they got Alberta beef here, too. And so whatever it is, they got, uh, you know, the one for 75 bucks seems positively reasonable now after all that. So that's the called the anchoring effect, which is that uh, science of pricing, right? If you show somebody the premium price first, that's the anchor. Now, everything else up that seems like it's better priced. If you show me the cheapest price first, then everything else seems too much. That's really it. So you got to start with the premium price. Uh, there's a, We do a thing on the science of pricing that every single client of ours gets, which shows if you show one price, the conversion rate and the average sales the lowest, you show good, better, and best and work your way up. You're going to get a better result, about twice as much the result. But if you do a premium mid-range economy, start with the premium option first, it's going to be about three to five times higher of the result you would have gotten if you had just had uh, shown that way first, you know?
Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. And then what about the concept of like, so if you're like, so if you give somebody, you know, hey, you know, here's the options, you know, it's small, medium, large, good, better, best. Um, and they're kind of like pre-built options. Um, now we should know what they might need because we're the experts. So here's these options. What about the concept um, of uh, like um, the customer feeling like, oh, you just have these random packages and it's not custom to me. Like, what about the custom factor that most contractors might be thinking about? Like, you know, they don't want to put their customers in a box, you know, things like that. Well, the, the options are not prepackaged uh, for one thing. Uh, <clears throat> you do have to put thought into it. Now, there are certain things like, like at that coffee shop, they had certain solutions, sandwiches, cakes, breads, coffee, lattes, things like that. Those are things they had. So I said, let's package different, let's package it differently, things we have. So people come in, they come into a coffee shop, you're going to want coffee. So let's get that, let's get that right. The, the menu was just not there. I said, you need to make the lattes and the expensive drinks at the top, the secondary drinks in the middle, and then the, the other drinks on the bottom, the normal coffee, drip, drip coffees on the bottom. So people can see it's more money for this. And they, they increased it. She, she increased her sales by five times just on coffee, alone she said the average sale was about dollar 65 and then she went up to uh, five dollars with the average things people bought uh oh. by changing the menu right by having something more premium to start with um you know but truthfully everybody has that way of doing it you know if you're a maid service i had a maid service i'm with, working with now and they're like yeah we just do maid service you can't do anything with that right i'm like you know what? you can do more i said uh there's sometimes people have special occasions and maybe uh you have a carpet cleaning company you could deal with or somebody who would help uh, clean windows, a window cleaning company, you could partner with them and offer that into your bundle and redo it. So you see different things that people need, no matter what it is. Uh, customized relevant solutions is mm. part of what I call pure motives. So what is pure motives? Uh, the premium option has to be a higher quality and reliability for the client, a better safety and health for the people you're working with, and also better customer service. So they don't got to do anything. I'm going to do it for you. It's got to be customized and relevant to the client. And I say it's got to have honesty, even when it's not popular. I'm going to tell you the best way of doing this, even though you may not want to hear it. I'm going to tell it to you anyway. Like you call me to uh, stop a toilet that's that's running on. The toilet just keeps running. Uh, I, I just need a new flapper, they might tell me. And I'd say, well, I'll take a look at that and see what I can do. And then I'd say, yeah, the premium option would be to replace all three toilets in your house and redo the piping fixtures going to it because that flapper is going bad because there's too much water pressure. We need to make sure that the water pressure is taken down a notch. And by the way, all the toilets have been damaged now. So the best way to fix this would be to replace the toilets. That may not be popular, but it does give you a five-year warranty and five-year service agreement. The flapper is, I, I do, I could do that for like, you know, 150 bucks or whatever. <laughs> I can almost do it for free because uh, it's going to be the wrong repair. So I always tell people the bottom thing, most of the time when consumers ask her for something, it's usually the wrong thing they want. Uh, yeah. It's your job as a professional to guide them on the right way of doing it. It makes sense. Yeah. And um, that's what I was curious about is because like, um, let's say you present three options and they choose the wrong one. And it's not the one that you know that they need. Um, like, should we let them choose that option? Even though we know yeah, there, there are there are there are permanent premium repairs that are more permanent and higher quality, and there are ones that are temporary or less higher quality. I think as long as we're communicating that to people, I let them. I, I believe in America and I believe in freedom, which means which means that uh, I let people make the choice that's right for them. Mm. Some sometimes yeah. people can only do the one thing, and I say that's a good starter package. Let's go ahead and. At least we'll have this part of the job done. So when you mm -hmm. want to come back and redo it again, it'll be done the right way the next time. Uh, you know, <laughs> at least we kind of 
you know, some people need to explore the cheaper thing and that's fine with me. And I just tell, I just make sure I give them full disclosure. You do realize that this is not going to solve the problem permanently. It's gonna, they're going to be able to sleep tonight, the next week or so, but that toilet will start, start running again in about a week or so after this. Mm. Uh, you do realize that like even on he heating air conditioning, I used to do a thing with fan motors where I'd say, you know, the premium options replace it with a variable speed motor, new wheel housing control board and everything like that. The bottom option is just oil it and break it loose and see if it works. Hey, look at it, it worked. I put a new capacitor and it starts working. I said, but that motor is seized up. It's going to seize up again. I give it a week. I tell people if it lasts a month, you're lucky. Uh, but that would be a temporary repair. I could do that for like $150, no parts at all. Um, but it won't last long because here's what I don't want to see Ryan. I don't want to see my client going to somebody else and saying that somebody could have done it cheaper. Mm -hmm. I want to let them know that there's a cheaper way. Like mm -hmm. I would say, even if you're doing estimates, I'd say find the cheapest guy who does estimates in your industry and put that price down there and tell people I refuse to do that. You could say, mm -hmm. here's the price for it. Uh, you want to go to Home Depot and get your own and do it? That would be this much money. We already figured out what that would be for somebody to do that or to, to do their floor in their garage from Home Depot. It's not professional. Uh, and it won't, it won't last very long. You'll be, you'll be chipping off paint off the floor in a few months or whatever. And every time your tires get hot on the floor, it'll start peeling off the paint. But if you want to do it that way, that's what it would cost for this. We won't do that. We're, but here, we'll give you a list of things you would need for free. Like I would just do that for a client. That'd be the least I could do for the, for you. You want us to do it though. It'd be a professional way. And here's the very minimum we would do for that. Here's the premium option we do for that, right? You could do touch yeah. up work. Like on your kind of service that you do with floor coating, I would say we could do touch up service for five years. Something goes wrong. Uh, did it get a touch up for five years, extend the warranty and the service for a certain amount of time. So you feel comfortable being covered. Makes sense. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing too, is the bottom package that is being offered is not like a, like there's still ethics in that, in that, in that offering. There's still, um, um, you know, effectiveness in that offering. It's just not, you know, what actually should be done if they, you know, if they had the money. So, you know, it's figuring out like, well, do they have the money? Can they finance or do they have the money? They don't want to do it. Like there's all these, you know, different variables there. But, yeah, I like if, 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 but, but if it, it violates, it, there is the pure motives, which I, a value system I believe in. So if it does violate a safety and health concern, then I just say you'd have to hire somebody else to do that. Uh, yeah. Like somebody says, you know, take my water heater and just don't you know, just take a flu pipe and put it through the side of my garage. I'd say like, we can do that if you want to go tankless, but if you're going to do a normal water heater, that'd be unsafe for your family. So you'd have to call somebody mm -hmm. else to do it that way. So uh, that, there are stopping points. I can tell people that if they're trying to do something that's, that's not uh, to a certain quality. Like I don't want to see people waste throwing money away. So I will tell them that, hey, if you want me to do it this way, you'd be wasting your money. I would just say hire somebody else. Or if you want to um, <clears throat> do a safety and something that could uh, harm the safety and health of your family, something that's going to put too much burden on you and your family, I would say that's a service part of it. If you violate the fear motives too far, uh, there's a limit that you have to have because if you go too far, too low then it, uh, you get a bad name. Your reputation yeah. is at risk too, right? So you have, you can, you have to, there's a certain boundary that you have to, a healthy boundary the company has to have to say that, hey, I'm letting people into my brand. And every every job I do for this these people, it, my brand is associated with it, right? So I can only do so low. Uh, and I think every, every business needs to determine that. Uh, I wouldn't want to set that bar to where, you know, I, I know what that is. You know, I know what it is for me, you know, when you call service MVP and you say like, Hey, I'm just going to watch YouTube videos. And can I just have a coach like once a week to talk to me? I'm like, well, that's something service we don't offer, but that's, if you want to <laughs> hire somebody else, you can do that. Uh, but if you want us to do it our way, we have to hire, we have to join service MVP and not just YouTube and do it that way. Right. So <laughs> we have to do it that way if we're going to do that. It makes sense. So there's yeah. certain limit, certain limits we have to make sure that we got to get it done. Right. At least the, even the minimum or temporary job is going to get done. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was even thinking on the agency too, because we have two programs. We have like blueprint and mastery blueprints for companies doing less than a million dollars a year. And it's paid ads only. It's all about getting leads in the door right now. They need leads. It's all lead to sell cycle focused. Uh, and then mastery is where we do paid ads and SEO. We build websites, we do everything. Right. Um, and I've been thinking about doing three options, you know, um, um, because right now it's more of like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, they're not, you know, they're doing less than a million dollars a year. Okay. Ads only. They got some money, right? If they want to invest, they want to grow their company, those types of things. And they're really committed to the success and they want to focus on long-term. We, we know we do SEO, but I can't help but think about having a third uh, package. And I'll probably chat with you, you know, about this. Uh, I'm going to have mm -hmm. to join uh, Service MVP. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, uh, 
I've been thinking about it too, just the option side. Um, uh -huh. And uh, I really like it. I really like it. Um, where I, I, think, I, think, I think it is that part of it. I think it's the more personalized package on the premium package uh, where, where you can give more personal service to people on things like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, although I, I think sometimes people give that personal service at all, all levels. Um, you know, I think there's even more personal service can be added and more uh, attention to changing things or whatever, especially in that kind of a service. I would say, well, we could also make in this as many changes as you want for this premium service. Uh, we could update things on a quarter on a seasonal basis or whatever for different companies. So there's things we can do without charging you extra for it. Just mm -hmm. built it into the bundle. R really, what you're doing is, I guess, the best way to look at it is, what are the thing what are the things that people are going to need in the future after I did the initial thing. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then you say that I need to build in now. So they have uh, so, mm. so they this way they're not yeah. wondering because one of the biggest things I think people in that kind of a business you're in, they wonder is like, OK, after I get this built, what are they going to charge me? Yeah. What, yeah. What, you know, or like, thing, what's you know? the next thing? Like, well, should I do TikTok, YouTube? Like there's all these other things that are being right, talked right. about. And uh, if you had that, you had that built into a package, like we yeah. come out and do videos for you guys. We'll come out and put a little bit. We'll, we'll optimize the videos, tag them and things like that. Hmm. You know, things yeah. that everybody knows how to make TikTok videos, but I don't think anybody knows what the tagging or <laughs> hashtags and stuff that, that means. Right. Yeah. There's uh, things about it. They don't realize that they're. I made videos. Nobody watches them. Yeah, because you haven't tagged anything. Well, also, uh, too, I'm not sure if you heard, uh, Joe, but uh, um, Montana, I saw just banned TikTok from the mm -hmm. state. So yeah, hopefully, you know, if you're running ads <laughs> on TikTok, hopefully you're not in Montana, you know? Oh, my goodness. I don't even know how that's going to work. But That would uh, suck if you were, like, generating, like, good activity there. I think it's I think it's anti-American. Truthfully, I don't think it's uh, very. It's not, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of uh, shutting down communication channels, no matter what, no matter where they come from. Listen, I think we're smart enough to realize what this today. I think there's two things we look at. Back when I was younger, we looked at the news like it was just everything was a fact. Now I think we look at the news and say, who wrote that news? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, I think I think everybody, everybody's tuned into that now. I don't think anybody is like stupid enough just to believe anything. You know, so well, I think uh, there's some pretty dumb people out there, you know, like <laughs> you're probably pretty silly if you're not hiring service MVP for sales training and, and you're hiring that that sales guru that you saw on Instagram that charges a thousand bucks for a course. Like mm -hmm. there's Could some pretty be. silly people out there. Well, I'm not going to I wouldn't suggest that. I haven't seen I haven't seen this program, so I can't say. But, oh, no, no, no. Uh, I'm talking generally like there's just so many different like like all the information. You've got to know who it's coming from these days for sure. Uh, especially here in, uh, in the training side, cause you can look at so many different coaches, even speakers that you might have, you know, might have a great presentation, et cetera, but it's like, who is that person? What have they actually done? You know, mm -hmm. um, same thing with that information on TV. Exactly. <laughs> like, where is exactly. This coming from? Yeah. You don't know. That's yeah, true. It's crazy. Um, okay. Um, real quick on the options thing, where did that come from? Like, because it just makes so much sense. And like how you articulate, like where did the option thing come from? Where'd you learn that? Um, and kind of, when did that start for you? Well, I had a guy, uh, one of my clients after I was going through a divorce and I was totally in debt in 1991. Uh, and he's like, so how's business going, Joe? And he's like, I, I've used it for like five years now. I said, yeah, it's going good, Dave. And he goes, it's really going good. Cause yeah, I noticed your shop has 17 trucks parked in front of it. They never move. Uh, your trucks used to move all the time. What happened? And I said, yeah, my employees left. I went through a divorce and the economy sucks, Dave. He goes, well, Joe, I see the problem. It's not the economy or your wife or the employees. It's you. What's that? He goes, well, you don't, you don't, you're not offering enough service when you, he said, you're always trying to save people money on stuff. You're not offering them enough. So he showed me uh, initial science and there's a lot, there's been a lot of study on the science of pricing. Uh, it's called tiered pricing, if you want to know the technical term. Uh, but you go Harvard University, Cal Berkeley, there's been billions and billions of dollars studied on uh, just how do you arrange the prices and what price points are going to be great. You know, a, there's a, a really good author named Dan Airely, who has written some really good uh, stuff on the science of pricing as well. So I'm just taking that message and putting it to the trades. Uh, we teach everybody every time. I learned it from Dave Muller, the guy who was a pharmaceutical salesperson. He basically saved my business because I was, uh, I would never, it would have taken me 200 years to get out of debt uh, that I was in in 1991. But by 1994, I was debt free because of what he showed me. And so I definitely mm. owe him a gratitude of thanks. He died, he passed away in 2008. So I definitely had a chance to thank him many times uh, 
but between the time he started, a whole, he launched a whole new career for me. I would never have done that if it wasn't for him to do that, right? Uh, but truthfully, um, I think a lot of people do know this now. It's kind of coming mainstream. People thought I was crazy when I tried teaching it to the trades in 2001 when I first got out there. Uh, and then 2005, they start adapting it. So other people start stealing a little bit of it. Like, you know, New Flat Rate uses it for their thing, Rodney Coop, and even some of the best practice groups. They were doing the Charlie Greer stuff, and now they went to, hey, let's just try this. And it's like, yeah, it actually works better. So basically, you know, I think everybody's kind of now, this has become more mainstream now at this point where yeah. people wouldn't have thought it's crazy that a technician's got to think of three different prices for somebody, right? Uh, but now it's, uh, now it's, there are a lot more tools now. Service Titan has the estimate pricing bundles, which can do, that can facilitate the prices a lot better. The Many of the programs now have the uh, premium mid-range economy models built into it, so. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, yeah, it's amazing. And then, and then um, I'm just curious, uh, where did the, uh, what should we do? Where'd that come from? <laughs> well, actually, that was uh, advice that was, I, I, I did learn about the science of questioning people as well. So certain science, like leading questions like, hey, do you want to get the job done? Would be a leading question. Uh, that doesn't work. It sounds like you're trying to, hey, so so do we have a deal? Like it's car, mm -hmm. a car salesman saying that to you. Like, mm -hmm. hey, uh, so do we have a deal then, Ryan? Uh, that's uh, kind of salesy, right? It's, yeah. all, it's, it's pushing you into it in a way, right? Uh, one contrary questions are the opposite. So Ryan, it sounds like you're not, not committed to getting uh, a car for your family. It sounds like you're not, you came here, but you're not committed to one, which is kind of another way of doing it, kind of reversing people and uh, getting them to, to fight you on that commitment. So Joe, it mm. sounds like you're not really ready for a new floor coating. Like if you saw you doing, you said you do floor coating, you said, what you said you do or no? Yes. Well, well, I have service legend and then Cardinal. So I have those two like a marketing yeah, so company. Cardinal, and, um, you just no, say, if I, if I was selling floor coating, I would say, uh, we're, we're getting estimates on floor coating. We're not sure if you want to do it or not. And I would say, well, it sounds like you're not committed to it then, John, right? No, I'm committed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be so like, well, hold make, on, bro. You know, I am like, serious it, about this. Yeah, it sounds like you're not committed to it, though, John, because we only do coating for people who are committed to, you know, the safety of their family and to make sure they mm. get beautification of their garage and to make sure that, the, you know, that uh, they create a new environment in their garage. It sounds like you're not committed to that. No, we're See, that's the contrary question, which does work yeah. if you're trying to get people to move forward to different. Now, what should we do? The word what always presents a neutral question, which isn't pushy or take, I'm not taking it away from you like I did with that contrary question. I'm not pushing you like I am with the leading question. So the neutral question, which is the word what is always located in that question. That's the key word you got to focus on. So Joe, uh, then what, what, what would you like me to take care of here today then? Yeah, I'd like to go ahead and get this job done. Okay, so if I could do this, what would happen? If I could get you the right price and it was affordable, what would happen then? Yeah, I want to get it done. All right, so what should we do? Yeah, I'll just get it done. So what should we do is like a perfect phrase. It's trademarked by us, right? It's so open. Um, it's so open. It, like, it's, it's... it's like it's like what? It's like I got all these solutions. We, uh, what should? We should means like kind of moving forward. Uh, we, we're working together, do, mm. taking action like Americans like to do. Americans are not thinkers. They're doers. Uh, so... Uh, the what should we do uh, for question definitely fits into the culture perfectly. And uh, and it gets people to say, yeah, let's just get the dance. It's the way you're speaking in their conscience in a way. I think it's kind of yeah. like a sub subconscious question. Uh, it is perfect, though, because I've, I've tried to replace it with other things, but ever, other things don't really uh, don't, don't ring that bell as, as well as this does. I'm not sure how you put it that way, but I, I think we all know when we hear it, like, that's genius, you know, Yeah. whatever it is. And uh, I think it's kind of, kind of arrived at listening to kind of playing out different questions through trial and error, and it just kind of figured it out. Makes sense? Yeah, and you give them the options, and then you let them choose. So it's like, I prepared the options. They're for you. But you get to choose because I'm not, you know, because, because I'm not going to control you. This is your project, right? I'm here to help and kind of facilitate. And I actually used it. Um, I, I think I used it with my wife actually one time. And I think it was for, I forget what it was, but we were talking about a couple of things. And I don't know why I thought about you. I was like, hey, hey, I'll try this thing. So I asked her, well, well, I mean, here's kind of what we were thinking. You know, what we should, you know, what should we do? And she was just like, oh, we should do this. And I'm like, well, it's perfect. You know, it's, um, it's almost it's cool. almost always it's almost always uh, met with it's never met with a, hardly ever met with a no. That's a weird part. People don't like to say no to your face, really. 
mm-hmm. hardly because we, we we all know it sounds so terrible when we tell somebody no to something. <laughs> like like we sound so closed and everything like that. So yeah. it just isn't polite even to say the word no to people. So it's like uh, so what you know somebody says no when, when we push them, then we we feel entitled to say no. But when you're, you're when you're what should we do has a certain way of doing it that is nice. It's a nice way of saying uh, let's move forward uh, without telling them what to do. Like you have to, t- you have to. We, we both have to do this together, right? In a way. Uh, so what should we do? Uh, it's a lot of money, I know, but uh, it's an investment in your family. So what should we do? Uh, <laughs> it's so perfect. Can, can can you lower the price? Well, I can give you my best service. So what should we do? You know. So uh, yeah. you want to think about it. Take all the time you want. I'll stay right here. What should we do? Right. So those kind of things are just sort of like. Uh, you're ending it with sort of like, let's get back to the decision. Let's get back yeah. to business here. That's kind of what it is, right? There's a lot of people good at handling objection, but they forget to bring it back to that point of mm-hmm. making that decision. That's yeah, because the, the objection it, goes right? like over here, and then I'm I then I chase it over there and I'm handling it. But like a, a true professional knows how to bring it all the way back, like you're saying, and kind of keep it going forward. Um, a vertical, that's a really a vertical movement, right? Yeah, a vertical movement. Yeah. That's yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I love that one, man. Um, I want to use it on my daughter. Uh, I have a five year old as well, uh, and mm-hmm. so when she's not, uh, you know, you know, when there's a thing happening, I'm gonna try <clears> it on her, um, and uh, I'll lay the options out, uh, and I'll say, hey, what should we do? You know, and, it's, your, uh, it's your choice. What should we do? It's not. Yeah. Uh, so what? So what should we do? Uh, okay, I'll do my homework. <laughs> <Whatever. Yeah. laughs> hey, you can do your homework and be successful, or you cannot do it and be homeless when you get older. What should we do? Well, you could yeah. do something more immediate. You could say, well, if you don't want to do your homework, that's okay. There's one choice would be don't do your homework. And then I'll just, I'll just take, get rid of the TV in your room and I'll take <laughs> away your laptop and your iPad. And then we can just read a book. That's fine. I, Daddy likes books. That's okay. Now, the other way we could do it is just do the homework and then I can play video games later with you. So what should we do? Like, It's really about creating choices, though. Because yeah. you know, what should we do centers around the fact that you have created choices. If you didn't create choices, yeah. or ones that ones that were good choices, uh, either choice would be good, right? Uh, you cho- it's good for me if you want it, don't want to do your homework because I'll just have silence without hearing TVs and video games. Uh, but it's good for you if you want to do homework because we'll play video games together later on. That's on. So it's good either way for me. I, I get to spend time with my daughter if you do it the right way. If you don't do it the way, I get silence in my house, which is better. It's good for me too. <laughs> it works for me too, right? So that's yeah. it. Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. Nice job allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. You know, it's like that concept of, uh, um, you know, a really good leader um, can, um, uh, you know, has followers that don't feel like they're following somebody or like, you know, they're being led unethically. Like, you know, if you can lead somebody and you can really take someone to the next level and um, share the vision and get them going in the, you know, like just rowing in, you know, like in the same direction. Um, but doing it without them even noticing, you know, like you're just a really organic ethical leader and they don't yeah. even feel like they're quote, quote, following. It's like the same thing for the customer. It's like, Hey, we're going down this journey, but they don't feel like, like the way that you teach it and the way that you kind of articulate it. It's like, I wouldn't feel like I'm being sold. You know, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I, think, I think that I think true leadership. That's why leadership and sales and service, all three three things, go together, because uh, consumers shouldn't feel captive mm-hmm. by something. Although, let's put it this way: I, I am captive by Starbucks. I, I'm I'm a Starbucks. I'm a coffee snob. Let's face it. I, <laughs> I, know. I got my crystal always, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm constantly drinking Starbucks every day. I. I I'll start. I, 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 I have the illusion I could leave Starbucks and do something else if I want to. Like this morning, I did not have Starbucks. I just got the plain white cup from my because I didn't have time to get here and I do it that way. But bottom line is that almost every other day I have my Starbucks app and everything like that. Yeah. I, I'm willing. I'm willing. I'm a willing voluntarily participating in it. Right. I think that's leadership. Leadership means that you created a business that people want to follow and they want to be part of it. And whether you're uh, doing uh, internet 
uh, marketing or whether you're doing uh, garage door coatings or whether you're doing what I do, uh, it's, it's leadership means that people want to follow voluntarily mm -hmm. and it's giving them a value. They're, they're getting something from it, right? And that's why they do it. Uh, when, you're, when, you're, when you're doing leadership or forcing people to do something or leveraging, that's why I don't really like the companies that once you sign on, you can't get your website back unless you pay us more money to get the, but <laughs> yep. like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like, Hey, how do I get my website of my own? Uh, well, that's our, that's our website. So it's not yours. I mean, well, we got That's our light. We don't like, we just license it to you. What? This is my company. So they, they kind of fake, you know, they give them the bait and switch. Oh, yeah. Those, those kind of companies where they got it, they hold you hostage. Uh, I don't think are sustainable and that nobody wants to follow that kind of a model. And, yeah. you know, that's one of the things I hear bad about some of the softwares when you try and get out of it. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should be something uh, ridiculous to get out of a software. If the software doesn't provide enough value, uh, you shouldn't have to have, uh, you know, financial you know, chains on somebody to keep them on something. Yeah. The only way to keep them in is if, uh, uh, you know, um, there's a contract, you know, and I think that goes back to, um, and this can be one of our final points, but it really goes back to, the value first kind of approach and the serving approach, because if you're serving people and you're providing value, you're providing choices uh, and then you're giving them the ability to, to, to choose and the freedom to choose, like what you talked about with Americans, you know, we're doers mm -hmm. and you know, I just love this man. And I think it makes a lot of sense why you're so successful and why a lot of your clients are, are doing so well. You know, it makes a lot of sense. Um, well, let's, you... let's, let's, let's put it this way. It was 14,000, you individual users over 14,000 individual users on our on our wow. app and things like that um <clears throat> and truthfully I, I have no contract there's zero paperwork uh you join it and you keep doing it if you want to do it if you don't want to do it go somewhere else so it has to create value constantly if i don't i don't create value uh we, we have we have to earn value every single day um, you know, from, from people, yeah. from their tr trust and their value type of thing. And every single day it has to happen. Uh, so what I, I, I had somebody call me today and he's like, uh, he bought the coaching program. He got halfway into it and he's like, you know what? Uh, I realize it's not you. It's my team isn't ready. My guys are just not, they're closed minded. I can't get them to get around what you're doing here. And I said, that's okay. You want to put this on pause and then resume it? Or what would you like me to do? He goes, yeah, I think we're just going to have to stop it for now. I said, you want to stop it forever or stop it when you want to resume when you get new employees or people, if these people open their mind? He's like, yeah, let's do this. Let's put it on pause for now. Let's come back to this in uh, August. I'm pretty sure by that time we'll either have new people or we'll go ahead and resume what we're doing right now. So by giving the freedom to somebody, yeah. normally I would normally people say I want my I want my money I want my money back. I want yeah. <laughs> I want to get my money back for this, right? Now because I because I gave them freedom, nobody ever asked me for that, right? That's mm -hmm. an interesting thing because I yeah. feel like we provided enough value for the time we did. They realized it wasn't us; it was them, and they're like, "Yeah." So that feels that feeling feels good because a lot of our people like they did wind up doing that. They pause it and come back to it again, not because of us, but because they don't have the right people and things like that. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and as we kind of come to a close here, Joe, like if you could just give us some context to everything that you guys have to offer. Like, if, you know, is there one-on-one -on -one consulting? Is it only online training? I know you have some events. Kind of just give us kind of the. The, um, the groundwork, the foundation of kind of like what you guys are offering through the year? Well, the fastest way to learn what we do is in a live event. Truthfully, it's a one week event called Total Immersion. We both do office field and leadership. And we also do a thing with call by call management too. But those are the fastest ways to get the information and get immerse yourself for that week. That's why we call that a total immersion uh, process, which is a, no longer than a week. You get four weeks of prep one week training and then you get four weeks of coaching and that makes a difference every that's the most the most certain way to change somebody is doing that then we have an online portal which has uh, all the same thing we do in the training but it's been expanded out into different sections and different courses and things like that which we do two ways we have a self-guided where people do it on their own or where our coaches test you and guide you and uh, graduate you and things like that so that way is probably uh, the, the most popular way is the way where we, we guide you because that people feel like they need that, right? So that's uh, that part of that. And so it's, it's on, uh, it's actually on uh, servicemvp.com is the one we made. That total immersion is the live training portal we go to there. But the service MVP is the other portal we do, which is one here. Now this is being changed. We have a new app that goes along with this. So even though this is the portal we have, it's being updated this month and with over uh a whole new you can you can assign learners the courses and all that kind of stuff and track their progress and our coaches will assign your people to coach uh, things like that so a lot of stuff going on there right now 
But yeah, those are the two things we have. And then we also do in-house training as well and things like that. We have a series of coaches that work with there. So we have uh, 28 people working for us uh, that, that can, if I start a sentence, they can finish it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I've seen Danny. Uh, well, I met him uh, very briefly, um, but I was pretty impressed by your team. Um, how uh, um, just knowledgeable they are. A lot of times uh, companies like yours, you'll see, uh, and this happens with scale, but you know, the leadership team, the owner are really solid, but the team that is actually coaching or whatever, aren't as solid. Um, and you kind of hand off, but you guys don't do that um, at all. And so it's awesome. every single person who works here, this is their dream job. It's like every, if, if I see that it may not be your dream job, I'll just qu- I'll question that. I'll say, it looks like today might not be, this may not be your dream job. You, you want, you want, you want to furlough, take time off to think about that. Or uh, I, truthfully, I hardly <laughs> ever have to do that. Uh, not, not, I've only done it like once in the last five years with somebody. Uh, but truthfully, uh, it is, uh, it's the, the standard to work here is that this has to be your dream job. Like you would, you would work here for free, but we'll still pay you. That's the way it's got to feel yeah. for them. You know, I, I want that, I want everybody to want, I want everybody to want to be here. If this is, if this is actually a job, it should be, it should be like, this should be a place you go where you have fun and a place where yeah. you're enjoying this. That's where I look at it. Like, yeah. Love it, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time, Joe. Uh, you know, I'm sure everyone got a lot of value from this. If you guys are still live, it looks like there's only one live here, but if you guys are on the replay, uh, put in comments, hashtag value. Thank Joe for dropping some bombs for us today. Also go check out service MVP. If you are in HVAC coming, plumbing, garage door, any other home services, and you want help with your sales, uh, and you want to actually learn sales psychology and science, like what we just talked about today, go check out service MVP. Hit them up. Let us know that. Um, um, uh, let them know that we sent you. Uh, outside of that, guys, thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. And Joe, have an amazing. Uh, oh, he said, "What, Brian? What should we do?" Well, let's see who this is real quick. We got a comment here. Oh, Owen Schrock. Brian, what should we do? Put in comments hashtag value. Owen would appreciate that. Outside of that, guys, have an amazing weekend. And Joe, thank you. Thank we'll you, Ryan. You see you guys. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.